entrepreneurs, just to be real, it's depressing, it's happy, and um, there's hard times and there's good times. So you have to have that, you have to have that balance. Life is about balance, like Mr. Miyagi said. The Highly Capable Podcast by Galtway Industries is the premier podcast for first-hand accounts of the manufacturing and supply chain spaces told by highly capable, accomplished, and proficient people. Exploring all types of personalities and industries, our goal is to highlight the people who have risen to the top of their space and try to identify what sets them apart. If you have any questions, nominations, or suggestions, please reach out to us on the Highly Capable Podcast page on LinkedIn or at podcast at galtwayindustries.com. The Highly Capable Podcast by Galtway Industries is proudly sponsored by the following companies. Visit galtwayindustries.com for more information. Lucchini Mame Forge, the largest steel mill and most competent forging company in Italy, producing turnkey open die steel forgings from three to 35 tons and some of the largest steel castings in the world, up to 300 tons. POK Foundry, a Nucor company based in Guadalajara, Mexico, a turnkey precision sand and investment casting producer with over 125 years in the industry, producing steel castings from one to 12,000 pounds. S&S Industries, a Houston-based coating and plating solutions company that delivers best-in-class quality and service to increase the durability of oil field, power generation, power transmission, and automotive equipment. Express Bolt and Gasket, the premier provider of fastener solutions in Texas. Express has over 90,000 square feet of warehouse space for imports, as well as in-house manufacturing of fasteners, gaskets, studs, and bolts. Certified to API Q1 and 20E with unmatched quality and customer service. Oklahoma Forge. Forged steel rings rolled the right way, fast, on time, and with the utmost integrity. Oklahoma Forge also produces open die forgings quoted the same day with an average delivery time of less than two weeks and over 97% on time. Riganti Forge. One of Europe's leading closed die forging companies with turnkey capabilities since 1891. Any grade of steel, from 33 to 3,300 pounds, produced for industries such as oil and gas, transportation, mining, power generation, and many others. Marmon Inc., one of North America's largest and most capable manufacturing partners with unmatched machining, fabrication, assembly, and project management capabilities for the oil and gas, mining, power gen, infrastructure, maritime, and wind industries. Marmon delivers more than parts we deliver manufacturing solutions. Visit GaltwayIndustries.com for more information. And we're on with the Highly Capable Podcast. My name is Frank Cantrell. This is the Fletcher Azul Tequila Studio. And uh, I've got a, a couple of special guests here, one that is going to be a recurring theme, but it's always special nonetheless. Um, I'm here with Josh Lowry. Hello, Frank. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. I'm better now that you're here. This is always... I wish everybody to... said that when I came into the room. <laughs> I don't it's feel like bring that's... a veteran into this, uh, the podcast space again, and uh, thanks for, for, for joining us on this one. Dude, I love it. I'm excited. Thank you. This, this is going to be a fun one, I think, because we've, we've done some where I'm, I'm, you know, kind of in my comfort zone, manufacturing, building, you know, steel, oil, and gas stuff. The the person we, we brought on today, I think, you know, it's always going to be a good podcast when the LinkedIn headline is entrepreneur, race car driver, cowboy, and soldier. <laughs> so basically, it's every 10-year-old's dream job, right? So 
Um, I'm, I'm still looking up to anybody that can do that. So I, I want to um, welcome Elgin Tracy. Hey, how you doing? Thanks, guys. What's going on? Yeah, we, Frank and I were doing some pre-show warm-up here. And I said, Frank, I go, you know, we did the research. We made our notes. I said, this podcast is going to take care of itself. I said, all we got to do is just get on and, and hold on and we'll be good to go. Yeah, I appreciate it to be here. It's pretty cool to be on a podcast and you guys are awesome. Uh, Josh, me and you, you know, we're, we're, we're doing a lot of business together and Frank, nice to meet you. So I appreciate nice you. you guys having me in today. Have you, have you done a podcast before? I have one. one. Okay. I did one a long time ago, about okay. five years ago when it, when, you know, right before it was like something not as big as this one. I mean, you guys have a really wide reach and a lot of people listen to it. So it's really cool to be on your show. Thank you very much. Do you listen to podcasts in general? Are you a podcast guy? I am a podcast guy. Which, who do you listen to out there? I like Joe Rogan. Yeah. Um, I like, um, David, uh, David Chappelle stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, anything really, I just kind of click on it. Isn't it amazing how specific you can go get into whoever and whatever you're into? Yeah. I like the business entrepreneur stuff, like right. Grant Cardone's podcast and, um, you know, hustle hard full time. Those ones, yeah. um, that are smaller, but they're, they're made to entrepreneurs to get your mindset right while you're in the car before a big meeting or something like that. Just kind of get you centered. I think they help. I think they can help people. And I, I mean, we're in the podcast era, This, but it still feels like the wave of the future. You know, I, I don't even know how to work my radio in my car anymore because this is, you know, I just jump from podcast. If I want to learn something, I can. If I want to listen to somebody interesting, I can. I can kind of dial it up to whatever I want. And uh, yeah, this is this is what it's going to be as far as media goes from now on. So I agree. I agree. And it's cool. It's 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 cool to be in the room. I mean, what a studio this is. I like the tequila over here. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's, it's just a really cool spot to be in. And and. You're right. I think it's a wave of the future, and it's definitely a spot for business owners, entrepreneurs, like-minded individuals to come and listen to other people. I always tell people, like, you're, how busy are you? The answer is incredibly busy, right? So how is a person that's 25, 30 years old that is, you know, grinding it out, trying to figure out how are they going to ever get a minute with you, right? You're probably not going to make time for lunch, not to be rude, but just time is time. You've got a young family. So I always try to look at this as this is an, a way for people to mentor another generation tell them some something you say today <clears throat> excuse me i'm sorry this is my throat gotta clear it out here no. uh something that you say today someone's going to hear and be like that is a piece of advice that i will take with me for the rest of my career and you just don't understand that but that's what's going to happen it's good it's they're really it's a really neat way to communicate with a lot of people it happens all the time when i listen to the podcast something sticks out in my mind i might not even remember the podcast but i remember a sentence a phrase that i catch and then like before i make a mistake or before I go this other way that, you know, the meeting's not going the way I want it to in a business meeting, then I flip it. So I, 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 I hope that, you know, maybe something I say is worth a value to somebody. I guarantee it. If anything I know is this is going to be entertaining. Yeah, so. it's going to be fun. I mean, let's go. <laughs> well, I mean, let's just, before we go, the entrepreneur, race car driver, cowboy and soldier, we, we're going to go into the depth, but how, <laughs> how did you get such an, like mine says entrepreneur and I feel I'm stretching that a little bit. Yeah. So LinkedIn I think, I mean, I've made millions of dollars off of LinkedIn and people want to hear what you have to say. I remember my first video and then 99,000 views and I'm just like, you know, it, it, it kind of felt, kind of felt like Jenna Jameson or something, you know, I was like, <laughs> it was really cool. And so, um, you know, back before LinkedIn, um, like before it got real popular in the last like seven years, I was on it just, you know, just typing out, you know, small things, you know, uh, advertisement brochures. But then what I really noticed is that people like to know you and they want to hear you and they really want. So people say, don't get political or don't get, 
don't bring up personal stuff on LinkedIn. I do agree with that, but sometimes you have to, to get your, get a connection with somebody you never met. That's about to give you a million dollar PO. Um, so, so you saw the evolution of LinkedIn I from did. the infancy when it was strictly social media to now where it's more of a force. I did. I actually got off of Facebook and all other, um, social media for almost five years. And I only strict stick to LinkedIn because I read an article in the wall street journal saying, who'd you rather look at cats, your ex-girlfriend, um, right. what, what your best friend's eating, or would you rather go out and get and, and go for a dinner and, and go get money? And so that's, so, so, you know, put the women and children to bed and let's go hunt for dinner. That's my mindset. So I'm like, yeah. So I just deleted my Facebook like that. And I was off of Facebook and all of it. I mean, I don't have Instagram or the Twitter or the Twitter. I don't have none of that. I, I, I'm, you know, but, but LinkedIn has really helped, um, move it. So on the article, on the title, I just wanted something that stuck out and that somebody would remember. And I think that's what you have to do when you're doing something. You always want to stick out. You have three to five seconds to, to make an impression. And, um, but, but these are all true. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. 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 I was yeah. Gonna say, if you want to stick you out, yeah, the only you thing you're missing is astronaut. Yeah. You, yeah. You don't want You don't want to, uh, you, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, I, I've been a cowboy my whole life. I started Where, you're riding from South Texas? I'm from South Texas. Okay. And, yeah. A place um, called Floresville, Texas, Lavernia, Texas. So I'm like right on the border. Um, and um, so I've been riding bulls my whole life. Um, I did that professionally for a long time um, on and off. Is that uh, just being in the environment when you were little to start that? I mean, how did well, I, I grew up, I grew up in Boise, Idaho. I, I'm from Texas. My dad started a construction company in Boise, Idaho, because my uncle was a uh, professor up there at Boise State University. So my family went up there when I was like three, my mom and dad, they came back and they saw it. They came back and moved right there. Uh, like within four days of coming back. Wow. We, they just packed everybody up, including my grandma, threw us in a suburban, a man-made trailer. And my dad went up there. We stayed with my, my dad went up there without a job, without anything. And, um, you know, within a year he had, you know, a very successful construction company. So, um, we lived up there for, you know, 10 to 13 years of my life. I lived in Boise and I came back to Texas every summer, every spring break. Um, and I was a wrestler. I was a pretty good wrestler. I came back wrestling my people or bulls yeah, as well. wrestling okay. people. So I was, I was really good at wrestling. So I came down my, my junior summer, my junior year of high school. Um, and we moved back. And they didn't have any wrestling, but they had rodeo. And so I, I steer wrestled and I, I, you know, I, I, you know, I did mud and bust when I was a kid and, um, you know, all the, saw this guy that messed up cowboy hat on and, you know, I started talking to him it was high school rodeo and, um, he goes, we got practice tonight. You want to go? I said, yeah. So I got on, you know, I got on and I remember, uh, I remember the coach, she's like, all right, this is what you do, whatever. And I was like, I got it, man. It ain't, it's not, you know, I got it. Bull comes out right in my hand. I wrote him. The coach comes up. You've ridden before. I said, no, I haven't. I mean, I haven't, you know, so I was like 12 and he goes, get on another one. I got on like five that night. I mean, I just spurred him, you know, so it was natural wrestling center gravity, you know? Um, and so I just, I just rode I went to the high school finals, won the high school finals, you know? Wow. Um, and, uh, you know, I just kept, I kept riding, um, and, uh, yeah, so I, I, I stopped riding. I think my last ride, my last ride was, I was 30, 32. I'm 36. So it hurt a lot more at 30, 32 than it did at 18 to 
get bucked off. Yeah, now that I stopped drinking, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all all worth it, you know. And so you just have, I think you have to keep your stuff going. I think you have to keep your mind going, yeah. especially when you're an entrepreneur. And I think you have to find that thing. And when I don't have a thing, when I don't have something that's mine, something to dive into, something to dive into that's not business or employee related or, or bill related or. Um, I think that if you don't do that, you can lose yourself. You need and, some horns to grab onto. Yeah, absolutely. You need to grab the bull by the horns. You need to find something that makes you happy and something that's fun. So race car, new. It's very new. I've been driving race cars. My family's been in it for a long time. What kind of cars? Um, so stock cars. Okay. Um, uh, you know, I don't even know the engine size because it was not. I'm not a mechanical guy. I just get in the car and I press the gas, and I mean it's I like haul a ride ass. Dangerous things. Yeah, and I, and I haul <laughs> it, and it, so it's dirt track racing, and there's a truck series. Um, you know, maybe one of my maybe future I start riding in the you know the truck series in NASCAR. I want to do that. I think that'd be fun. But it's just something I like because you know when you ride a bull, it's eight seconds. It's it doesn't sound like a long time, but it's a very long time. But it's over like that. But when you're doing forty laps at 100 miles an hour on a dirt around a turn. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're there for a good 45 minutes. So it really just, you're zoned in, you're zoned in and you're not, you can't think about anything else. So, um, my mind, I have to, you have to control your mind and that's, 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 that's how I control it. And when I don't do it for a long time, then I start to step out and, you know, start, you know, I mean, it's, it's entrepreneurs just be real. It's depressing. It's happy. And, um, there's hard times and there's good times. So you have to have that. You have to have that balance. Life is about balance, like Mr. Miyagi said. So you went <laughs> some wax on. Um, so you were in South Texas. You're riding bulls through high school, um, soldiers. So is that yeah, after that yeah. did so, you become? So yeah. So 9/11 happened when I was a when I was um, when I was a freshman in high school. Uh, so I wanted to, I wanted to, um, serve my country then. So I went to the Marines and I said, you got to graduate high school. You, you know, you're 16 years old. So I want, I knew I was going to serve. Um, but like I said, I was a pretty good wrestler. And so I could, you know, I was my senior year. I went to like eight different colleges to check them out. Um, but the war kicked off in 2003. Um, so I knew I, and you know, I knew I had to, I had to, I had to do something. I knew I had to go serve. So um, you know, I went, you know, I went to the recruiter's office and, and, uh, next thing you know, uh, I didn't understand. I couldn't go to school. Like I <laughs> thought I could go and then get out. Um, you know, I, I wanted to go to college, but, um, you know, I, uh, ended up just, uh, <laughs> I, cause I joined the national guard. So, um, but I didn't know my uncle Sam contract voided my college contract. So they, they, yeah, they, they yeah, can literally yeah, pull yeah, rank yeah, on that. I, yeah. So, um, I, uh, yeah, I went to this, I, I served, um, you know, I did two, three, three and a half years active duty. Um, cause I went in the national guard and then I went, uh, I was active national guard. Um, and then, um, and then I did another three years in the national guard in San Antonio at the 141 infantry unit. Uh, so yes, I think, I think that I've lived like five different lives. Well, and, I mean, it looks like that, and and there, but there's a, some there's a lot of businesses listed on your uh, LinkedIn, and they're all they're they're all good runs. It looks like here. So, I mean, I wanted to kind of touch. They're all different too. You know, it doesn't look like there's one theme throughout the business. How, do, if you want to talk about some of the businesses you've had, how'd you how'd you get into them? But then at the same time, you, it looks like you've pivoted to different things within within the oil business, of course, or energy space. Yeah. So, like one thing that you have to do. So, I got out of the army. And, um, I met my wife <laughs> and I was riding bulls full time. 
You know, I, 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 uh, I was actually just, like I said, I've lived five different lives. So I was married very early. I have a 12 year old son. He's about to be 13. Um, I got a divorce, you know, really quick. You know, it took her, I, I bet by, by the time we were out of the parking lot, we were already divorced, you know? Um, so it happens, but, uh, but you know, she, uh, so I met my new wife and, and to keep her, I knew I couldn't just be a bull rider anymore. I knew that wasn't going to work. It got her, but it wasn't going to keep her. Right. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so I definitely married up. And, um, so she tells me about this Eagle Ford shell. It's in my hometown, you know, and, and this Eagle Ford shell. And, and she calls me, she, I remember it. I remember like it was yesterday. She calls me and tells me, you know, you need to get in the Eagle Ford shell. That's where I just, guy came in. He's like 25. He just bought a $800,000 house. Right. I'm like Eagle Ford shell. I'm like, well, I got a bull riding. I'm gonna make three grand, okay, <laughs> in eight seconds. Can you do that? You know. Um, so I ended up going. I, I ended up going to my boss, and I was like, boss, I was digging ditches literally with the shovel, you know. And I said, I want to be in the Eagle Ford shell. That's where we need to go. Where is that? He goes, son, you're dumber than a sack of rocks going off a cliff. I said, what? He goes, you're in the Eagle Ford shell. This is this is what we're doing. I said, this is it. It made, I said, I ain't making that money. I tell him what he said and everything like that. So um, I remember going home to my dad and telling my dad that, you know, I want to own it. I want to own the oil field. You know, then I started to do my research. I realized because I was so focused. I, I get my blinders on. I only focus at one thing. And, and that at that time, I was focused on just riding bulls and dating a hot woman, you know. And I was, you know, working during the, I was working Monday through Thursday and Friday, Saturday and Sunday, I was riding bulls. So I went to, my dad tells me, he goes, you want to be the best? Go to your boss and tell him you want his job. I did that. My boss said, Gideon. And I, South Texas was the wild west. Everybody says Midland was the wild west. South Texas, wild west oil field. This is when I was 20, I'm 36. This is when I was 24, 25 years old. And, um, Back then, it just started. So the money was really high. Everybody, I mean, millionaires are happening every day. And I'm, I've seen people that were broke when I was in high school. So I'm in the Eagle Ford. I'm in Floresville, Texas. It's on 181 South, which is the it was, it was the Route 66 of the oil field. It leads you right into Kennedy, Carn City. Um, and so I started seeing all these guys driving these big-ass trucks. And, you know, and I'm like, man, what's going on? It's an oil field. It just changed everybody's life in a minute. Um, so I went to my boss, told him I wanted his job. He taught me how to talk to the company man, told me how to, how, you know, how, how to, you know, run the employees. And, um, so I started doing that. And then, um, I went to work for a company called EOG Enron oil and gas. And I was a consultant, um, for a very brief period of time because I started my own business, Alpha Energy. So, um, and I sold that business. What I, was Alpha Energy? What? So Alpha Energy was a, was a service company. Hydrovac super suckers rouse about company. Um, I figured I was really good at one thing and that was cleaning up messes. And so nobody was doing it at that time in South Texas, solid, solid mud. You had your vacuum trucks, but nobody really had air movers, which is a vacuum truck or super sucker, a hydrovac, hydro excavation truck. And nobody really had it down there. So, um, and you came across that need just day to day. Because I was, I was doing it for EOG. I was, I was, you know, I was a consultant. I was hiring those people out. I was doing that. Um, I was, uh, I was, you know, working, um, getting that job done, you know, working, you know, with HLI doing that. They were doing it. And you saw it was hard to find people. I that saw it was hard to find, it. but nobody was doing it right. So I said, man, I can do that. How hard is it? I'll be the trash man of the oil field. I'm going to be really rich. 
That's what I thought, because it's exactly what it is. We're taking someone's trash off a rig, oil-based mud, water-based cuttings, and we're taking it off and we're dumping it. So I was like, but ain't nobody doing it well. So I uh, ended up somehow getting a $380,000 truck. Uh, I got one of my buddies to help me rent one, and I went and drove it. I, I drove it from Houston right up here, and I picked up my brother, and I he worked at CPS, City Public Service. He was a lineman. Great job. Great job. And I told him, I said, I said, get in the, get in the truck. You work for me now. We went straight to a job. The day I got the truck, I drove from Houston straight to uh, Lavernia, picked up my brother and went to Kennedy to a job. <laughs> and I was out there for 75 hours straight, me and my brother. Not, and, you know, at that time, it was like 450 an hour. So, one, so me and my brother, um, you know, he left a good job. He's still with me. I don't know if he made a good decision or a bad decision, <laughs> but it's been, you know, so we started that and we ended up, ended up you know, uh, getting a lot of other trucks and I brought some partners in and I ended up selling that company to them um, because partners in the oil field is very, it's very hard. And, and especially when you're the one doing all the work and your back's the one breaking and they're using you like a damn mule. Um, and so I was like, man, I just got to do something else. So I sold the company out. So you um, saw a need, jumped on it as hard as you could. Yeah, I we yeah man, we grew within six months. We had 190 employees. That's wow. amazing. You know, we were doing three million, three million a year. You can't rely on anybody. You can't. You have to be able to do the job the best, better than your best employee in every position. And that's what my dad okay. always told me. And that's what my dad taught me. And I knew that, and I I do that today. So no matter if I'm making gowns, if I'm sucking out an oil pit, whatever it is, I got to be able to do it just like the best person I got to do it so that I can. So I'm never relying on anybody because people let you down, man, especially in this business and, and, and every business. So Tracy rail services in 2014, I started that. So, the, so Tracy rail services was cleaning out tankered rail cars, rail cars. So the oil field okay. has a ups and downs. Sure. And the one thing that I realized I can feel it. I can feel when something ain't right. I can feel when something's going to go south. So you have to be able to dive, you know, put everything into something else. You got to be able to walk away. That's the hardest was thing to do. 2013. So yeah, this yeah. is when you start to feel the pulse of the market. Oh a little my God. Bit. I started feeling it real bad. <laughs> okay. Our, that's our, early. Our, yeah. That's, that's about well, a year our, early. Well, 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 our, our, our prices, when, when the operators come to you and tell you, Hey, you're at 365, you need to go to 185 something's up. They know they spend so much money. When they tell you you're going to go from an hourly rate to a per barrel rate on your vacuum trucks, uh, you know, you can start filling that market, go up and down. I, I never got out of the oil field. I'm in it today. Um, but you could feel the God's crunch. And but you I, I can feel the crunch. So I knew I had to do something different and I have assets. I got trucks. I'm, I, uh, I'm looking at a big black tanker. I'm on a rail, I'm in a rail spot. I'm like, that's oil. I wonder who's cleaning those out. I start digging in. I find out that they have to, if, if, if they're in Washington state, they got to come, you know, 5,000 miles to Utah or another 20,000 miles to, to uh, wherever they're going to get cleaned at a stop, a shop, a facility. Right, so they're all kind of set cleaning areas. Yeah, they're, they're set. They got to come into a, a cleaning rack. And I was like, man, why, why is someone doing that? So I started looking out, starting trying to find a find one. To, I, I just needed one. If I could figure, if I could get someone to, you know, give me one one car, that's why my model at Tracy Rail is one car at a time. And I found uh, EOG that gave me like two hundred cars. So I, I don't know anything about rail car cleaning. So 
is, is that something they have to do every load? They have to get them not cleaned every, out? Or yeah, not every, every load. It's either a change of a commodity change, which is like if you change your commodity from oil to water, water or oil whatever. to beer, you know, every liquid, clean everything is r ran by rail cars. So it doesn't matter whatever you find in your store, just like 18-wheelers on the road, the truckers, whatever whatever we have, it comes through that transportation. So these rail cars, they would no have idea. to move them, that. maybe have to potentially cross-country. Oh, man, it's... You know, for one car to move from Washington State to Utah, you're looking at like twenty grand a car, right. just in transportation, not including the cleaning. And they were charging like three thousand dollars, thirty thousand dollars to clean a rail car. So you're like, we've been doing mobile cleanouts and vacuuming forever. We can so, do this. Yeah. So I was like, I, I can clean it. So I just, so I ended up getting one car, you know, a couple hundred cars, and I sucked at it. I was the worst. I was, I, I was like, I mean, I'm, I, I'm the type that I have to be in this. You know, it's me and my brother, man. And, and and some good hands and we're shoveling this out of a rail car you know those big black tankers you see that's what we did and it's not a lot of it's not a lot of product because they drain it it's you know i'm used to doing 500 barrels at a time this is only a maybe half a barrel but it's not easy but it's all metal and it has to be black light tested it has to be cleaned it has to be steamed and so you know you're doing metal and you take oil there's residue behind that so even if you wash it and you throw water on it you can see the oil and you're inside of it i'm inside of it yeah you're inside of it yeah <laughs> you're, you're inside of it. it's all black down. you got you got you know you got a headlamp so hang on you so you you've sold some companies you're fairly successful at this point and then you're ankle deep in sludge yeah i'm always ankle deep in sludge either one way or another and i think that is on yeah i mean because <laughs> money goes so fast man like money goes so fast and I'm young, so and I've, I was young at that time. I'm still young, so um, but I don't know how to lead any other way than to do it yourself, and then you get respect. I will never be the guy that tells somebody to do something that I can't do or haven't done myself. I just, I, I mean, I, maybe that's the military, maybe that's my dad. I don't know. I just, I don't. Well, I can't. It works. I, well, I can't trust anybody to do it if I can't do it myself. How am I going to pay somebody to do something I can't do? Right. You know. So, so you're in there cleaning cars. You're learning a lot of things, probably the hard way that you didn't yeah. know. The very hard way, the worst way. And <laughs> the that's the only way. way I've ever learned. I've learned the what not to do. Yeah. That's and that's good. why I'm very good because I've done every mistake that's possible in life. That's in business and profession, you know, personal. You, you, you know, I, I've, I've uh, you know, I, I wear it like a merit badge. Do you feel like these lessons are getting easier to uh, identify maybe before they happen? Oh, yeah. You get better. You learn every day as long as you learn something every day, right. you know. Um, yeah. So I, I, I feel like I feel like every failure, you know, keeps me away from another failure. Um, and I don't mind failing. I think you have to fail to succeed. Um, and you know, it's it's yeah, I'm knee deep, I'm knee deep in all this all all the stuff and the the uh you know, but that's that's what it takes, man. That's 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 what it takes. That's how you know you earn it, you you respect it, and other people respect you for what you built. Because I never started with anything. I, I built everything self made. Nobody built it for me. Yeah, Frank, one of the comments that I was talking about a couple of days ago, you know, he's, he's got some, a, a lot of success in the PPE world right now. Again, we'll jump into that in a second. And I said, man, that's incredible. And I said, something to the effect of, you know, at the top, you're going to be at the top. And he says, Josh, he says, no, no, no. He said, that's, that's not how I've earned any of this. He said, I was literally the guy in the trailer or in the tank cleaning. And he said, that's the only way I know how to do it. I just remember the way it hit me, like there, there's, I don't pick up pride or pridefulness. Maybe what's the word I'm looking for? I don't pick up any arrogance from you about what you've done. It just feels like this is just one more step and uh, that you have to climb to get wherever you're trying to go. Like you don't feel like you're anywhere yet. Do you? I, I, that's, no, no, I don't. That I was don't the impression feel, I got. No, absolutely not. I don't think, 
But you've and, had a lot of success, though. Oh yeah, I've, I've I've made millions of dollars. I've lost millions of dollars. I made millions of dollars. Um, and 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 um, I don't look at my life as a quantity of, of how much money you have in the bank. I look at it as quality of life. What so is so the show is called Highly Capable. What does Highly Capable mean to you? Highly Capable just means if you have A to do and you have to get to Z, whatever it takes to get to Z. Was that uh, one of the reasons for? you know, the inevitable pivot from, from Tracy rail services into current venture or what was that evolution? Yeah. So, I mean, just straight up January before we even knew about the pandemic, every one of the oil companies and everyone was, so the oil field, I cleaned the rail cars for all the same people that I do oil fields that I do in the oil field. So all the rail cars, Chevron, Oxy, Goldman Sachs, that's all the people I clean for in the rail. But I also work for in the oil field in Midland, South Texas, the Bakken, I mean, everywhere, right? So it's the same clients. It's just different people you're talking to. Um, and they pay a lot quicker in the rail business. I mean, they pay in 30 days instead of 190 days. Right. You know, um, so the pivot was in January. Everything, the market just shut down, man. Like big jobs were postponed. Jobs that you gear up for, jobs that you hire for you know, hope and dreams and aspirations of this one contract is going to save everything. Gone. Gone. To be determined. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you know, and TBD. Yeah. yeah. That's tough. Good luck. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very tough. So, and then it happened to one and then two and then three contracts. I'm like, what's going on? And, you know, in January, nobody knew about the pandemic, you know? And so getting into the PPE market, started getting into um, selling PPE you know, off phone calls, basically a broker when I don't like brokers, but started brokering deals and making money. And I kept calling, calling my attorney on escrow. And I was like, Hey, is the money still there? Yeah. Am I still there? I was like, you sure? Cause it was the easy, I mean, seriously, I've never heard of easy money back then in February, March, April, easy money. But you saw a gap in the market and it didn't matter what it was. You, you, I can, I can figure this out and fill it. Yeah. So I didn't know. I don't know if I would be, the, if I was like that visionary, someone called me and asked if I could get some KN95 mask. And I did. And you had a supply chain that you I, could, you I could, didn't. Oh, you, you I made just, one. I made one. I just started calling people <laughs> until I found it, you know, cause I was like, yeah, I can do it. And, and found out how much I could buy them for and how much this guy said he, he said, I just want to be clear. He said his price and I agreed to it before I knew what, the, what I would buy him for. I said, if I get them, I'll sell them to you for that price. You know, if I make 10 cents, yeah. 15 right. cents, I'm, at, I'm doing pretty good. The mass market was Wild West, man. And I'm good in the Wild West. I'm good in that because I came from South Texas oil field. So when, when, when you buy, when you, when you see these mass deals, you know, you buy them for one twenty, but people are selling them for $12. I would never do that. But you know, it's some at $5 was, was the market. And that's what I would sell them for five to six bucks. And so, um, I don't know if I was a visionary, but I saw it and I was like, man, this, I got to do this again. If I do this again, I was doing it more for fun while I was still struggling in my other businesses in my life, you know, um, truly I hit a wall, man. I hit a, I hit this, this wall that, you know, just everything was going to fall apart. And, um, I was lucky. I was, you know, God, you know, God was good. And he gave me, he gave me an opportunity and a chance, but you know, he only showed it to me. I had to go get it. Yeah, you had, nothing's free. You had to actually get through you the door. You have to go do it. Right. You got to go move. And so, um, yeah, so I started doing that and somehow, Man, it's just crazy. I started doing mass deals. I started doing some gallon deals. Um, and then all of a sudden, people know they were listening to this. The face mask 
the K95s, they went from, you know, $6 to 30 cents. Yeah, once the supply chain caught up to the demand. Yeah, so people were plummeted. people were hurting again. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I started feeling it in March. I was like, man, I got to I got to pivot here. I I get like this little thing I I got to move. Boom, you know, I go to Mexico and I start picking up factories. Start buying factories in Mexico or doing contract manufacturing agreements in Mexico um, for gowns. I didn't go down there for gowns. Yeah. It's just what they were making at the first one I went to. And Mexico City, probably the greatest place that I've been. I got to tell you, I, the people are great. The, um, you know, it's a developing, developing country, not third world anymore. Uh, they have internet and stuff, but they, uh, I, I, I just kind of just, I kind of fall into, I think, but be having an open mind and seeing opportunity and then taking it, no matter what, you got to risk it to get the biscuit. My wife taught me that a long time ago. You got She, she said to me one time, I never forget. You got to risk it to get the biscuit. I'll risk it all to that for that biscuit. You know, I might not get the biscuit, but I'm going to risk it. You should find a way to monetize that gut feeling you get. Because yeah. it seems to, you seem to be batting a thousand, at least for the, the past few ventures here. So yeah, let us know when the, when the newsletter comes out. I'll yeah, we'll subscribe I, I, to that. I, I, I've been very lucky. You need you to can, read a book called Blink, actually, by Gladwell. Not, it would be Gladwell, right yeah. up your alley. Really? Love, yeah, it's, it's describing a lot of what you're talking about in How things fairly change scientific yeah. terms. It's pretty if, incredible. If you stick to one thing, you might make it, you might not. But you can't ever determine the market or what can happen to you or, 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 or your business. So you have to be able to, you have to be able to, I'm not saying walk away, but you gotta be able to take your time. And like, how do I do it? People are like, well, how do you do it all? I got people, man. I got people that are paid well, that are try trust to take the, 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 once I'm ready to move something, they already know me. Cause they've been with me for a long time is I'm, I'm going to my next project and I don't leave this one for this one. I still maintain my stuff. I, you know, and I don't do it perfectly. Like I said, it's a balance. You got to find that balance and I don't do it perfectly. I don't do it well, but I'm able to, you know, do multiple things and walk and chew gum at the same time. Um, but you know, the, the biggest thing and the biggest opportunity I see right now and, 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 and why a lot of these oil, oil salesmen, oil rats are taking over the PPE market is because what other people call crazy, it's just another day for us. So, the, so, so that, that's the, the chaos that people are feeling right now. This is my life. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is easy. You know, it's funny. He says that, like, I remember right at the beginning of this, when all the oil and gas guys were, and girls were getting laid off, it was very, I mean, you know what it was, it was brutal. And living in Houston, it was just a, just a sad place. It's still a very sad, like a lot of our friends have been laid off, right? Good, smart people. And I remember somebody saying, I think what's going to happen is these oil and gas people are going to leave the industry maybe forever and go to these other industries and dominate. Like they're going to go into medical. They're going to go into, you know, space. They're going to go into industrials, whatever it is, and just completely dominate. And the stories that we're picking up from our friends that we are obviously still staying in touch with is exactly what you're talking about. It's, there is a level of service, a level of dedication, commitment. I mean, pick the adjective that you want to that comes from the oil field that is just next level when compared to other industries. We've heard stories of, yeah, you know, there's been an exodus of, of oil field guys going to other things. Good for them, but they, they all report back there's a level of complacency out there that, you know, they don't go through wild swings like we have right. been the, the past X amount of decades. And so we've learned to just run lean and stay on our feet and be able to pivot as quick as possible where, you know, other industries maybe aren't 
is used to that. So they, they get a little more fat, they get more accustomed to the way things are. And you got a lot of bloat with that. So I think that there's something to be said for that. So it is amazing where the oil and gas business has pivoted to and what we've been able to do. You, you, lastly, I mean, we're, we've, it's amazing how quickly 45 minutes goes. Yeah, it's, it's so it's, this is fun. It's, and, time and it's good here. just talking, but I mean, we're just we're common guys, so we can just sit and talk. So, uh, but it's a, been a great experience. So well, far. I appreciate that. And la you know, one of the things you're in now, you mentioned these gowns, you men mentioned PPE, but you're you're moving a lot of product. You are one of the major manufacturers now uh, across North America. What is what is that like for you at the moment? Yeah, so. Um, we're moving a lot of product from Mexico We're we're doing a couple government contracts here in the United States in Houston, as you know, Josh. Um, so we've been, we've, we've ramped up very fast, just like we do in the oil field. Um, it's, it's a blessing. Um, there's hard days. There's, there's a lot of hard days. Um, and yesterday was one of them. Jeez. But, uh, but it's, it's, um, it's getting the equipment out to the first responders, out to the nursing homes out to the people that normally don't have the PPE, you know, my take on the coronavirus isn't the same that someone else is going to take on it. So um, it is a very high, highly transmitted disease. So, um, you know, getting, getting that supply out does, it does matter and make it in America now. Cause I'm also in, in Houston making gowns and I'm also, you know, in Mexico, but making it in America, giving American jobs here in Houston is huge. And so we love that. Right. And we love, we love to support our communities and we love to support Texas. There's no better place on earth than I've been all over. And uh, so I would just How say- How much interaction do you have with, with the end user, the, the hospitals? And do you ever touch those guys at all? Or is it a, a supply chain issue? I mean, do you, do you ever get to see like, man, I'm helping these people here? I, I've seen a couple of people like on CNN and Fox News, you know, when I'm going to the different channel, I look at CNN, but uh, <laughs> they, you know, I've seen people that are in my gown, you know? Um, and so, or on like a newspaper that I know it's my gown, you know, you can see it. I know see my actual gown. results. That's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, that so, is so nice. it yeah. is cool, but I don't, I don't talk. I don't, I, it's so busy. I mean, we, you know, we're working 18, 20 hour days, you know, getting this equipment out and getting, making sure it's there when they get it. Yeah. I, I saw you drink a, an espresso at 1am the other day. And I said, in my head, I'm thinking, what the hell? Who drinks an espresso at one in the morning? He's either a mistake or <laughs> yeah. he knows what he's doing. <laughs> I said, are you, uh, you going to sleep? He's like, no, no, this will be, you know, we're just going to work and I'll find sleep when I need it. How, how is your sleep right now? Non-existent or? Yeah, it's, 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 it's hard to shut off. So I think that's what I was talking about, race cars or, or, or finding that thing for you. It's hard to shut off. I haven't figured everything out. I haven't figured that out. Yeah. So um, when I'm out, when I sleep, I'm out. It's getting to sleep is what's hard because there's always something left. Again, thanks for for coming on. I, that was there was there was a lot there to digest. But do you uh, mind? I'm going to ask him one question because yeah. I think the audience would appreciate this. You know, we we always kind of there's what if you could give advice to your your 22 year old self and like what does it take to make someone highly capable? I would love for you to be able to pass if you could give. You said you talk about mentors. Someone's never going to meet you, but they're going to hear this. What do you want to tell that person? I would say that, what do I tell my 22 year olds? Or just the guy or girl listening yeah, to you right yeah, what now. I would tell, what I would tell anybody that wants to, the, to, to, to be in business or to be highly capable, um, stay out of the bars, um, be a good person when nobody's looking and good things happen, but never give up. Every problem has a solution. And just because you don't see it at that second, take a second, take another second, figure out the problem solve a problem and you have a business get the sales you have a business 
how do you do the one or the other? You have to have one or the other. Solve a problem and have sales. And um, if you don't know how to sell or you don't know how to run a business, go find somebody. Don't don't do it my way. Get get some help. <laughs> get some help. There's highly capable people out there as well. And 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 pay people. You know, pay people to to advise you and and get good. You know, don't go to the first person. Check it out. Um, but that's I would I would just say I would just say stay lean because you never know what's going to happen. Um, and have a good support team. That is an it's excellent. Good. It's profound. Yes, it is. Very good. I told you, Frank, this was not going to be a problem. I, I mean, I, again, all I had to do is look at the uh, <laughs> the title block here. But uh, that, that's I can't believe the amount of experience um, and life lessons you've packed into, you know, really a relatively short career and all things considered. And seems like you've got a long way to go. So I'm excited to maybe we'll have you back and Definitely. see what else you've, you managed to get into. Again, when you have the newsletter of your gut feelings, yeah, that, that, that would be the, the most don't monetized thing. Me, they don't turn out right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks uh, thanks for, for coming on, Josh, and, and being the co-host here. Obviously, thank you, Mr. Tracy, for coming on. Thanks, guys. Thanks, it's Frank. Good thanks, to have Josh. you. Thank you very and, much. Uh, it's really cool. I, I got to say that uh, people that are like, like, I asked my wife to come, right? You met Megan. I asked her to I asked her to come and, and, you know, she's like, oh, there's no way, you know? You know, it's a shame. I, I, we're big believers. You mentioned having your partner or your whoever it is next to you that supports you. I would love to have put her in that seat for about 10 or 15 minutes. And, yeah, me too. Yeah. She's, she, she would just do so well. Like, she's the smartest person that I know and, the, and, and, and one of the hardest working people I know. So, so having that, having that. But I would, I would encourage anybody that's asked to come on this show Frank, you're great. Come on the show because it's, pretty it's great. Yeah. Well, it's just it's fun. And it's, it's comfortable. I haven't thought about anything. Yeah, it's been really fun. I, it's fun, fun. Like it, <laughs> I've enjoyed it. Yeah, it's weird. I didn't think I would. Um, because well, Josh was going to be here. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's so it, it, you're definitely in your element, Josh. Yeah, and thank and you very Frank, much. you're really relaxed and very, very warm. This is a great, beautiful facility. Thank you, sir. Appreciate and there's it. been a lot of cool people that sit in this chair. So, uh, you know, Dan Kershaw, you know, yes. all these guys. So that's really cool. And I'm honored to be here. And, and I appreciate you guys' time. We, we, genu- we appreciate it sincerely as well. Good luck to you, yeah. sir. You got a lot going thank on. You. Thank you. If you have any questions, nominations, or suggestions, please reach out to us on the Highly Capable Podcast on LinkedIn or at podcast at gaultwayindustries.com. Thank you for listening.